This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. And welcome to Funny Women of a Certain Age, the podcast here at Stand Up New York. Thanks for being here. It's a live show, huh? Thank you so much. I, uh, I, I brought some of my closest and funniest women friends to uh, have discussions about ageism and sexism and what it's like to be a woman in comedy, what it's like to just be a woman in this day and age. Uh, please uh, uh, welcome to the stage Vanessa Hollingshead, <laughs> Leanne Lord, Carrie Louise, and Jay McBride. So um, one of the things about being a woman in this business is um, uh, we just don't get the same breaks that uh, the gentlemen do. Does it, uh, you, you will hear women say that you have to be 10 times as funny to be what like a, an average open micer in this world is like. My story, I, we all will have our stories to talk about. My story um, when I was, I don't know, I would say about 20 years ago, I was a touring headliner comic. I was working a lot of different comedy clubs all over the country. I get a call from my manager. Hey Carol, there's a, I had a gig booked three months ahead of time. He said, the gig's been canceled. And I said, why is the gig canceled? He goes, well, there was a woman there the week before, and she had bombed so badly that the owner of the club decided all women sucked, and he canceled all the women dates, which was only three, because there's never, if you look at comedy clubs, people, the lineup is, if you look at any, like, um, comedy club out of the city. Like in the city, the city is pretty good. There's a lot of women, they, they're, they're getting better about using women comics. But if you go to like, you know, like the Funny Bone in Iowa, if you look at their, yeah, yeah. Are you from Iowa? That would, that would be so cool. But if you don't, but if you look at those lineups, there's literally, there's not a lot of women to begin with. And if, if there's 52 weeks of a year, four of them are women. So the fact that he canceled his two women was a big deal. So, um, uh, so yeah, so each of the young ladies I want, I, I'm gonna ask them because I, I know they all have, um, uh, they all have uh, fabulous horror stories for all of us. And uh, because wh what happens is, even though we are women, we, 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 we get treated as women when it comes to the pay and being, uh, being like the only woman on a show. But yet, and you know, you'll know what I'm talking about, Jay will know what I'm talking about, when you have these accommodations they, where they put you up, they treat you like you're a man. Like they're like, well, it's, you know, you know, the plumbing doesn't work and there's cum stains on the couch, they'll be fine with that. And so, uh, you know who I'm talking about. So anyway, so. <laughs> That's comedy condo days. Let me explain what that is, and then we will. I'll br comedy condos are, are basically the club owners are too cheap to actually give you a hotel room, so they get a, an apartment. So what happens is, like you're a, a, a nice young man, but if you were on your own in an apartment that you didn't pay for, you would shit on the bed. You know you would. <laughs> right? But that's, <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens with, with comics. Male comics are like, we're, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna shit on the bed. You know, we're gonna fucking come in the fucking shower. You know, there's a lot of, well, <coughs> every man comes in the shower. But anyway, 
<laughs> oh, honey. Only in coming condos. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So, and, and, and uh, one of the only good things, if you're, because I like to cook my own food, is, uh, you know, you can cook. Of course, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the silverware is mangled and the, uh, the pots are all burnt. And, um, there, and there's 27 different condiments because every comic buys their own condiments because, and this is a rule for all of you, you never use the mayonnaise in the refrigerator. Do you know why? Because some comic has put his dick in it. Yes, yes, yes. They couldn't make it to the shower. See, she's, 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 she's see, I, I, I set it up and then she just dunked it. That's fucking Leanne Lord, okay. So who wants to, oh, give her a hand, right? So Carrie, I, Carrie has one of my favorite horrible stories. So will you talk about being? Uh, yeah, so can I just talk too, like what you were just talking about, of comedy course, condo. Um, back, with, uh, back in the day when I first started, like when you first start and you're a woman, you'll like do, you're like, oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah, you just want all the stage time. Uh, so back in Boston, this horrible booker, uh, we kept on, me and my friend Greg Carey, well, no, I didn't even know him at the time. We, we, it was a snowstorm, and we're like, are you going to go? He, and we're like, the booker didn't cancel. We have to go. It was like three hours away. We're like, we have to leave like two hours beforehand just to get there. Driving all night, my ass is killing because it was like on the, the brake the whole time like this. Cars were spilling out. I finally made it. He made it safely, thank God. We get there. The guy goes, I got to cancel. Ass wipe. And after that, we had, it's two shows. So we're like, we're not driving home. He goes, all right, I'll put you up. But you have to share a room. Me and this guy, Greg Carey, who I don't know, and we know, we know Greg Carey, tallest, biggest black man you've ever seen. I never, I, you know, I just, I just met him. I don't even know. I mean, I could be raped. I don't care. And I'm like, okay, but I didn't freaking stand up for myself and say, no, we're getting two rooms. I'm not staying with, turned out to be my best friend and he's gay, so. Um, but you didn't know uh, that But I didn't know time. that at the time, but what an asshole. Oh, but hold he's on, gay. Greg Carey's gay. Did I just out Greg Carey? Did I just out him? I didn't out him. Everybody knows that, right? Oh my God, I just outed him on the podcast. Somebody posts on Facebook that he is gay. I'm but yeah, yeah, no, I think he's out. Anyway, okay. well, turns he's out not, he's out now. I uh, I was safe in, in in more ways than one. But the the and then here's another story that Carol likes that I um, this 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 to me defines what it's like to be a woman in comedy. Carrie. Okay, so <laughs> my friend said to me, "Look, I got to tell you this story. I was in this room with um, a booker, and w they were trying to fill up fill out a spot real quick." because someone had canceled. So they're like, well, what about Carrie Louise? Call her. And they're like, oh no, she just had kids. We, she's too busy. And then someone will said, said, well, what about this guy? Oh yeah, you know what? Let's call him. He needs the money. His wife just had a baby. Ooh. Exactly, exactly. And in the same vein of that, you can pass it over to, in the same vein of that, when I was, I, because, they don't give you nannies when you, uh, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not um, Ali Wong or Amy Schumer, so we don't have fucking nannies. When I took my son, I used to take him everywhere with me, with me when he was a baby. And I was working in a shitty comedy, like a comedy nightclub, which is basically, it's a, uh, it used to be a disco, but then they decided they was going to do comedy. 
and I brought my, I'm walking in to the club, you know, and, and my name is on, you know, Carol Montgomery, you know, and there's sawdust and all the, and I have the baby and the bouncer goes, you can't bring the baby in, he's a minor. I'm like, he's a baby. What do you think, he's gonna crawl up on the bra and ask for a tit on the rocks? I mean, what is wrong with you? Okay, so Jay, do you have a, a, a fabulous horror story that you could talk about? I don't know, it's tough for me, like, I never did stand-up before I transitioned, so I have nothing to gauge it on. I wish I did, though, because right. I would have loved to have documented that, oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, as it is now, I feel like there's, you know, are they not booking me because I'm a woman or because I'm trans, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Take your pick. So you've got two strikes uh, right, against right, you. Right, right, So it's like, you know, it's like I'll get a call if there's a pride show that they want, or, you know, but but pretty much it's it, it, it's it's one of those things I really wish I just did it for a few years as a guy just to be like, just to compare to it, it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would have, you know, gone home and like, <laughs> flagellated myself because out of like you know disgust for my body but you know <laughs> too much that's uh too dark um no, it's but no not. it's just that's a little weird it's just weird the, the one thing that really worried me on the road though like like my story was i was in the south when uh, north carolina passed the bathroom bills so i remember driving around thinking like you know, like similarly like all right on the road am i gonna get the shit kicked out of me because because um i'm a woman or because i'm not <laughs> You know, wow. and it was just scary. It's just like it was a scary time, but um, but now I don't really but, have but, any horror stories. And I'm asking, now I'm, I'm asking this question because I, I'm, I'm sure that you, you, you're also wondering about this. I, I, they pass the bill and say, you know, like, so what are they carding transgender people to get? I mean, like, how, what are they looking to see? How, how, how are they going to regulate something like well, that? Well, basically, what they do, I mean, they, they, nothing really, they don't have anything. All they do is they go by looks. Really? You know, so it's you could ridiculous. be like a manly looking woman yes. who's really yes. never trans. So, I mean, that's the sort of thing, like, you, 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 I, I forget, like, I'm almost spoiled in that I don't stick out as much as other people. And those right. are the ones that are, are that are targets. And, like, if you look at, like, black trans women are murdered at an astronomical rate. Um, wow. Like, three this three last month, um, you know, one, one, to, one today, I've heard, like, 26 or 28 last wow. year. So, I mean, it, it's just, like, you know, I, I realize, like, I'm... I'm lucky and I have that privilege to live in New York where I know they accept me. I know I can like right. fly under the radar, but that's you know. scary. But that's see, and 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 when 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 you're a woman on the road, and we've all been there, we're driving by ourselves usually, you know, and late at night, you know, um, and and you know, like in a, 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 I've always had to pee all the time, and now that I. <laughs> She can tell you. We were, seriously, we were on a we were on a we were on a fucking Black Hawk helicopter at two o'clock in the morning in the Middle East. Yeah, and 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 we were and it was taking forever. It was like a t and I was all I was saying to her is I have to pee so badly, and there's no I mean like I, so anyway. So the point is is that you don't want to stop like at a. At, you know, like at one of those rest stops because you know there's a lot of you know I could have made a lot of money at the rest stop. Thank well, you, you for getting the blowjob jokes. <laughs> These fucking people didn't understand that. Well, no, the one thing, one thing. Exactly, I would have gotten more for the head than for the comedy. So, uh, but yeah, so that's another thing is that it's just you. So for me, I always, I always walk like, like a, you know, like I'm a truck driver. Like so, when I walk into, you know, I walk into, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like no, because you, you have to because if you don't, if you act like a target, if if you act timid. You you will you know I'm sure the women you, the the women who are been on your on your own walking down late at night you 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 have to walk a certain way especially in this city so I guess actually being in New York City and le learning to walk in New York City helps me being on the road so uh, Vanessa do you have a story for us 
I was just thinking, like, uh, just when I started, I really, I would have women warn me about a booker, and they'd say, um, be careful with this booker, he likes women, and when you go to get paid, he just grabbed my hair, like, and I remember she said, he went, and I said, well, what did he do? And she goes, he went like that, and he's like, man, you're sexy. And I just, and I said, thank you for letting me know. And I just acted, I used to act like a lesbian. I, I don't even think they thought I was funny. I mean, I'm walking. Wait, you're not? <laughs> I'm walking to, no, no, actually. I'm, well, we're out in I'm Vanessa not. now, too. Yeah. No, first, oh, the one thing I did do, the one thing I did do when I first started doing comedy, because they would never use women, is I started the show Alluring Ladies of Laughter, and Leanne was on the show. It started with, and then Michelle Ballin. I used to do gay shows, because we couldn't get any work. But I remember... I would just walk into the club, and I would just go, oh, hi, yeah, my, and I would make my voice deeper. But like, yeah, Vanessa Hollingshead, uh, where's the light, how much time you want me? Like, and the guy would just stand there, and he'd be, um, you, you do jokes, right? Oh, yeah, I'm funny. I'm real funny. Uh, I'm going to go to my what room. What you should have said was, yeah, yeah, I'm funny, and I eat pussy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't say that. But I, would, I literally, my voice dropped, and I was just... You know, and I, because I didn't know what to do. And then eventually I married the booker of the comic strip. And I really got left alone. So then I thought no one found me attractive. And then when he passed away, I was like, no, I'm attractive. You know, I didn't even like, so I went through so much stuff with um, just being unsure of myself. But I had talked to women and I warned them when I, I, would, I, I had taught comedy and I told women, I said, listen, do not, if you're an alcoholic, drink in your room, okay? I understand it. Just yeah. drink in your oh, room yeah. and drink alone, yeah. okay? Because you're gonna get sloppy. It's not, it's an, a boys club. They'll start talking about you. If you have sex with one, and don't sleep with the booker. Don't sleep with the booker in upstate bumfuck in the middle of nowhere. But marry the booker. Yeah, or marry the booker, yeah, <laughs> well, true, yeah. Um, well, or, well, then you can, um, at least he had a club in, <laughs> he had a club in New York. It wasn't bumfuck, Alab you know, Idaho or something, you know. That's where you draw the line? That's where yeah, I draw the yeah, line, I okay. But I told her, she, there was women I know that were actually sleeping with bookers to get spots. And I said, yeah. first of all, you're barely going to get any spots. Secondly, do you really want to work that club? Like, if you're going to sleep with men, you know, aim high, really, aim high. <laughs> like with Harvey, I'm before the Me Too. When Harvey was, I remember when the whole thing went down with Harvey Weinstein, I'm like, at least these women were made stars, you know? My thought was, if Harvey said, if Harvey said, listen, I'll put you in my movie, but you gotta watch me take a shower naked, I'd be like, here's the towel, here's the soap, you know? Cause that's how I got raised. But I'm a real believer in the Me Too, but I, was, I wasn't around during that time. I was around where you had to flirt, you had to act like you'd put out, even if you didn't. Yep. You had to just be really, you know, sweet. Um, it was just a game you would put on, so they thought they might get laid, and being right. a smart woman was, you didn't give them anything, and you did a great job. Yeah. So that's right. what we had to do. Right. We were, I, I, you'd have so many men saying how manipulative women are. I'm like, if you guys didn't want to just sleep with us all the time, we wouldn't be so manipulative. And also, being women, as you can tell, we're, I, I, we are women with, uh, with points of views, and men don't like that. Do you know what I mean? They don't yeah. like when a woman like. We don't get groupies. I don't yeah. think they like men, women that are too funny. Well, no, that's the no same thing. Men. But that's part of being a 
being 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 aggressive. Like I, my, when I started, I was young and adorable, and they were like, and you know, I'm from Brooklyn, so fuck is an is an adjective in my world. So. So when they were like, you shouldn't curse, you're young and you're pretty, you know, and then I shouldn't talk about sex because I was married, I shouldn't talk about this because I was a mother. I'm, I love, this is what, don't tell me what I can't do. This is, when we talk about my body, this is my fucking life. So I can do whatever I want. But in this business of comedy, strong women are very scary to, to the general male po population. Right? Yeah, so can I, can I add to that? Yes, and then we want, uh, I want to get to Leah. Yeah, but sorry, I keep talking, but this is a part of the subject. It's, uh, when I was doing comedy, I was young, in my 20s, and after getting on st off stage, all the guys would go off stage and walk, and they're like, oh my God, you're so funny, and all these, they would get all the girls. I would get off stage, and no one would want to talk to me. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, dating was like, I could never date, no one, I would never pick up anybody. All the guys would get go with the waitresses and stuff like that. I would go and with other comics. The truth. I yes. was with her, and <laughs> I would be like, this is fucking gorgeous, what the fuck is wrong Not with that I'm guys? looking to get laid or yeah, anything, no, I know, but, but you, nothing. Right, so and that's all not. I did was yeah. date a comic, and lo and behold, and I married a comic. Gorgeous. Is she <laughs> still gorgeous? Yeah, she is gorgeous. So I married a stand-up comic. So I do know firsthand, too, about what it's like to be a, a man comic and a woman comic with the same joke. Because I wrote a joke, a lot of jokes that I write um, don't even work. So I'm like, you try it. My husband, like this one joke, um, my twins, uh, um, when I was pregnant with my twins, they came early, just like my husband. <laughs> it's a funny joke. I say it, I get, eh, like you just gave me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, Tom, you try it, my husband. So he tries it. He gets a fucking applause break. Yeah. Because a guy can talk about their penis, God forbid, I do, do a, you know, talk God about a you penis. you talk about your penis. Yes, God forbid, which is in my drop, by the way. Um, <laughs> All right, let's, uh, Leanne, I'm sure you have a, a lovely story. Well, there's there, there so many things that have been set up here that, uh, that really resonate, and I'm, I'm having a little PTSD. Um, my, <laughs> my therapist is on vacation, so fuck. Um, but I wanted Let it to... out here. No, but I, I wanted to go back to... Um, our working hours, and I think that mm -hmm. is part of the thing that can retard our development. When you start as a comic in a major city like New York, uh, you're not getting primetime spots. You know, the this, this show starts at 8, you might go on at midnight, you know, at 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, you might have a check spot. You might have a, um, uh, like a, a, a late night set. Right. And so if you live in the city and you're, you want to do the work and you want to put the work in and you're getting out at one or two o'clock in the morning and as a woman going home, mm -hmm. now men are as vulnerable, they just don't think they are. Um, we're smart enough to know that, yeah, I don't want to be on the subway at two o'clock in the morning. Um, so I think, it, particularly, I guess when I started, that impacted how many women would say, yeah, I want to do this. You know, mm -hmm. they, they also had a buddy system where more men um, would get together and go around to open mics or go around to shows together. And not that women wouldn't do that. They wouldn't book us that way. Right. So, you, you know, when you only have one woman on a show, you might want to buddy up, but you're not, you're just not going to have that opportunity to be together and watch each other's backs. Um, so I, I really just had to say that because, I mean, I drove and I, and I, and I really, that helped me in the beginning. Because I lived in Queens. I'm not getting on the E train and the Q6 going home, getting knocked in the head because I want to tell some jokes. Um, so I'm sorry. No, no, no. But, but, that, but that's, that's one of the reasons why I came up with this show. Because when we end up, yeah, well, we'll, we'll be flying in private jets. But when we end up touring, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's that feeling like I remember one time. And, and because I have such a, because I grew up in Brooklyn, I mean, I, I'm... Uh, 
when I, when I lived in Vegas and would come back and fly back to New York to visit family, I would always say to my kid, okay, I'm going to put my New York on. And he could see me visibly change into a New Yorker. And um, I remember, I, so one time, just to show you how different it is to be what I'm talking about with vulnerability. So I'm doing a gig, well, two different stories. But one gig was in like some, uh, where was it? It was where the, it was in Idaho. It was where the John Birch Society had their national headquarters. I'm Jewish, okay, and I go, I'm on stage going, you fuck you, you Nazis. So literally, <laughs> I get off stage and the bouncer goes, I have to walk you back to your hotel now. Wow. And then the other time, I was going back to, a lot of times, one of my favorite times, I, I like working in the hotels that have the club in the hotel, because then I can just like literally roll out of bed and get to the hotel, and get to the gig. So I was going back to my gig, right, go back, I, you know, you know, it's the loneliest life. It really is, because you get back to your hotel. It's midnight. You're wide awake. You're like, I'm going to drink this bottle of scotch alone. And uh, and about two o'clock in the morning, you know, I had my TV on. There's a knock on the door, and it just it, as a New Yorker, you're just like, did you really think I was going to fall for this? This is the knock on the door. Maintenance. So I look at and I look and there's a guy, and I go, hold on a second. Let me just call front desk to make sure that you're maintenance. And I heard him running away. Now, some, a younger woman who is not from New York is going to go, sure, come on in and fit in. Eh. Okay, so go ahead. Keep well, well, see, that's the other thing. Um, when, when I started, um, that was also around the beginning of, uh, do you guys remember the PCA? The, the, the Professional Comedians Association? Yes, yes. yes we yes. tried to unionize. Yes, we, It'll we've never happen. Comments have tried to unionize, I want to say, maybe about three or four times. Yes, in, but there will always history. be somebody that goes, I'll do it for five bucks less. Right, yeah, it never works for us because it's like herding cats. But... <laughs> I remember when I started, one of the positive things that came out of it, and I don't know who put this list together, but it was a list of tips for women on the road. And one that I still use to this day is if you're in a hotel room by yourself, and you're, whether you're, you're in the room or you're leaving, leave ESPN on, and they'll think there's a man in the room. And so that just stuck in my head, and I still do it, um, even though I have a black belt and anger issues. So. <laughs> Wait, I think Jay wants to say something about well, I was that. Just, yeah, it's sort of like along those same lines. How Last week, just last week on Twitter, there was this big trend. Women were posting what they carry with them to protect themselves. Yeah. And it's like, how fucked up is it that women have to post pictures of what they carry to protect themselves instead of, how about guys post what they carry to not rape women? Yes. You, you know? That's very true. Yeah. The, yeah. You can applaud that. That's okay. actually yeah. a very... Someone did this test. Okay, how many men have been afraid this year of losing their life? Raise their hand. One. Okay, how many women have been afraid that their life was in danger this year? So, how many? Go. No, no. How many men have been afraid that their life was in danger in the last month? Raise their hand. How many women were afraid that their life might be in danger in the last month? How many men have been afraid that <laughs> their life is in danger? Hold on a second, now danger? we're getting a little depressing. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll tell a joke. That their life has been in danger in the last week. And how many women get nervous that their life might be in danger in the last week? Right? <laughs> so that's how vulnerable we are. Yeah. Okay, now t Carol, tell a joke. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's actually quite similar to yours, but I guess it's on the flip side after the booker has already canceled all the right. women in the club. Right. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a pretty big comedy club, Rascals Comedy Club, um, out of New Jersey in West Orange. Yes, yes, great, great club. And, I, and once I got in, I enjoyed playing it. 
But it was early in my career, and the booker, Tony Camacho, called me up, and he goes, okay, listen. <laughs> I talked to the owner. I talked to the booker. I'm going to get you in. But here's the thing. They haven't had women there in a really long time. Like, he, I, he built it up like he's pulling all kinds of strings to get a woman in the club. Because they booked a woman, who knows, I don't know, 1932, and she didn't do well. And, and so... I, as a young comic, a female comic, I'm walking in with this pressure, like, oh my God, I gotta do well right. for all the other female comics, because this comics. is, this, I'm the test case. Right. You know, where right. they'll go, if she does well, you know, I'll get booked and other people get booked. And yes, that is what happened. But it's just, no one says this to male comics. Yeah, no. I mean, that there's, there's the, the, the thing that I, you know, and I, so you understand what we're doing here, like, we all love men too. This is not male bashing, it's just the, oh, it's, no. No, it's, it's, it's showing you what the, the difference is. Um, because male comics, I mean, if you've ever, I'm assuming you've been to open mics and everything. I have been to open mics where every single young man on that show has done the same type of joke. He lives with his mother, he jerks off in the basement, and he smokes weed. And it's like, okay. That's and then, your son, honey. Oh, right, that's my son. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, Carrie. Right. <laughs> Jesus, I, I knew I, I knew I knew him, Carrie. Thank you. Um, but 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 that's the thing is that it's like you can't you can't differentiate that way um, and not do it to the other side. That's that's the point that we're trying to say is that you can't just say to us like you you saw right. the show. We were all different, weren't we? You know, and so it's not fair to that we lose work because because we have vaginas. Well, the, 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 the thinking is that if, we, if they have one woman on the show, then the female perspective is covered. Right, yeah. No, no, that's really what they're thinking. Um, if they have a black woman, it's two for one. If I were left-handed and gay, fuck it, I'd have all the work. Um, <laughs> Hold so, on a second, are you doing shots? You're gay? <laughs> are you doing shots? What happened over here? I'm, I, I'm sorry, I saw shots. And I, that, we're not, I how unfair is that? Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, they're doing shots, people. <laughs> Um, no, so let's, we're going to have to wrap, you know, because we could talk about this for hours. One more thing from Carrie, and then we're going to take questions. So oh, if okay. You have any so, so when you were all, when we finally made it, we worked all our, all of us have worked our asses up. We finally got into that one good club. And do you know where they put us? With a lineup of like 10 or whatever, they all, or three or whatever it is, they always put the woman on first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always. Why? I don't know why. They think, oh, let's, because, well, I don't know where, where the let's host is, the so let's, let's get, get out of the way, or the way. she's not that, let's soften it up, like, she's not going to be that funny, like, we could never, he- then they won't headline us, and, they, you know, God forbid they headline it, it's always, I'm always first, so when you go on first, which I was tonight, but anyway, that's, <laughs> that's beside the, that's you basically woman, have to Karen. warm up, it's like the, it's not a great spot, you don't, they're not putting the red carpet out for you, so again, we have to right. work just as hard right. to be funny because when you're on second or third or, or headliner everybody did all the warm up and all this, this stuff for you plus they're a little drunk so you're funnier I, so it's an easier spot so they yeah. always put us in the hardest spot all the time if you yes. look at any of the the club the lineups the woman's on first okay. I just want to say something when I got pa- I got passed at the comedy cellar a long time ago and for three years I had to have falafel that was it and I finally got a paid spot when I worked on um, Thanksgiving. Wait, what you're saying is they paid you in food. They paid me in food. Uh-huh. And I was taking the train home at 2 a.m. to Astoria. And I finally got, and I got into a huge uh, fight with, before he became my husband at the time. He's like, it's nothing sacred. I'm like, I get my first paid spot at the Comedy Cellar. It's a big deal. So long story short, 
Esty always used men. And I was at a business meeting there, and I said, Esty, because this is where you had to be smart. I said, Esty, if you have a, me host, then you can have all the men you want, and then you have like the woman's perspective for the women that are in the audience. You have the one woman. And that I was like, and I did that to get women into the club, and it actually worked. And then all I got was four nights a week of hosting, and then I asked, and then, or I'd get the first spot right. when everyone was, and then I had the nerve to say, Esty, could I go on one spot later? And she put me all the way back to the last at 2 a.m., right where I started and stopped using me. Yeah. And Esty is a woman. Yeah, and then she yeah. said, can you do for me never again? Yeah, she's a woman. Yeah, she's but, a but woman. you know what? Women bookers are, 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 just, as, is just, as, are just as bad. You know, yeah, I mean, women, you... Women bookers. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like what I'm trying to do here and, uh, and um, is, is start a movement uh, to, you know, because uh, there's a myth that women comics are not, are always in competition. And, 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 and in some ways I can understand why, because if there's only one woman on a show, you want that spot. But, I, but, but it shouldn't be that way anymore. It should just be, you know, oh, you know, you, you shouldn't have to walk into a show and go, oh, look, there's a woman, there's the token, you know? So let's go to the bathroom. Yeah. People go to the bathroom. It used to be a woman come on stage, uh, half the crowd would be like, I'm going to go pee. Yeah. You know, and you just knew, oh, right, because I'm a woman. Yeah. Okay. So let, do you, does anyone, because we, we do have to wind up. Look at this. We went, we did over a half an hour, ladies. I'm so excited. Wow. Woohoo. Okay, we have some questions. Yes. You don't yeah. get booked on Comedy Central. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, yeah. Comedy Central. You, you, won't book you don't. Yeah, when you're a woman of this age, you don't. There's a lot of things we can't do too. Because we're too Showtime believed in us. Showtime believed in us. It does feel that yeah. in entertainment in general and comedy specifically, once the placenta dries, they have no use for you. No, wow. really, no, the ageism is real. Yeah, it's no, it's real. very, very real. Um, uh, and another reason why I created the show. Because it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with being this age. I mean, I'm 61 years old. The, 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 I'm 61. The only other alternative is being dead. Do you know? I mean, like, I, I, so why would I want to be younger? I don't want, no, I, you are adorable, but I would not want to be your fucking ages ever again. Right. Been there, done that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you and, and that's not a put down of you because you will, you, the 20s especially are just such an overwhelming mm. time because you don't really, like, I, so much pain like, you probably still shave your legs, right? I haven't shaved my legs since I'm 40. Do you understand? Because I don't have to. I don't have to prove anything anymore. You know what I mean? That's the thing. You don't have to and, prove anything anymore. And the other thing about age, if you look back, especially when we were coming up, it seemed like older comics were celebrated. Yes. You know, we had Joan Rivers. We had, you know, they, they, that it was okay to right. be older. And, right. I, and I may not have even understood all the jokes, but it was like, those are grown-ups, and I want it to be that. Yeah. And then I got here, and now they want to hear from... 12-year-olds. Right. 12-year-olds. Which... There's nothing wrong with they're that, gonna, but I feel like we've lost the diversity yes. in comedy age-wise, and I wish we had more of that. Because if Comedy Central was, was smart, they yeah. would book women our age because the boys like cougars. Yes. We should be all in their programming. Right, absolutely. And these two are going to already have their Comedy Central special next week. You know that. They will already have it. Right. Another question. Anyone else? Oh, there we go. Yes?
Jay, the first time you ever did stand-up comedy, not only were you representing yourself for the first time, a woman for the first time, a transgender person for the first time, how did you deal with that kind of anxiety? Uh, well, the first, I actually didn't start, I never told jokes about being trans. I was terrified. Um, I was just like scared shitless of, you know, even, I don't know, it was, it was just terrifying to me. So I, so I would basically just try to not, basically just tried to pass as a woman and tell like jokes as, and it's terrifying because like, you know, my voice isn't the most angelic, <laughs> you know, but I mean, so you just, it, yeah, it was like, you're, you're terrified that someone's going to find out who and what you are and that's the end you know it's just like it was just it, it was scary as anything I, mean, I was more nervous when i first started talking about being trans i think because then i that was really opening myself up and it was uh that was something i was like that was a like I, it was about four years in and i was just sweating more than i think i've ever sweat in my life yeah but how brave so, that you finally did it oh, well, how brave you. how brave are you come on i mean that's oh, well, a big thanks. you should be yeah. proud of yourself yeah. man you know because every comic will tell you uh, comedy is truth we are the court jesters of the world, so we, we, it, that you finally got to do that, then you became your, then, then the real dark shit started to come out. Yeah. Exactly. And, you're helping, and you're helping others because a lot of things can get done through humor. Yes. And, um, and so you're paving the way and helping other people. Uh, I'm sure you are, you know, and so Give that's it, great. It's brave of you to come up. Okay, we have another question. I'm, I'm coming down. I feel, I feel like I'm on a game show now. Okay. Thank you for being so open. Um, the, the professional life you described is deeply depressing and, <laughs> and humiliating. And if you were my family, I'd be asking, why the hell are you doing it? Who wants to answer that? I, I love being able to have an idea and take it, write about it, develop the concept, and get on stage and see if it works. Mm -hmm. And it's magic when it does. I have traveled the world. I'm on my second passport with additional pages. I've been in all 50 states. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to travel and I knew that I didn't want to pay for it. I am <laughs> 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 dead serious. And stand-up has let me do that. I have worked with, met and worked with some amazingly talented men and women. I've gone to spaces and places that I don't know how I would have gotten there if it wasn't for stand-up. I did stand-up in Saudi Arabia. Mm. You know, not exactly a hot spot for women, but I can <laughs> say that I've been there and went shopping in downtown Riyadh at the souk. I mean, it's, it's all about the shopping for me. Where in the world can I go shopping? Um, so there are there are pluses and minuses to everything. If there were a row of teachers sitting up here and they would tell you all their dark stories and then they would tell you about how they, they helped one little kid finally get it. So, you know, we're just sharing, um, I guess it's a lot of the dark stuff, but man, this beats the cubicle for me any day. Yeah, it I is, don't wanna be there. Okay, it is, yeah, I think it is addicting, it's yeah. addicting. Yes, it is like a drug. Have you ever you know, spoken to a drug addict and you know, why did you steal from your family or why did you leave your family for this? It's to get that high, to get that high. When you get that laugh, it is unfucking believable and you'll do anything to get it again. Jay, do you want to answer the question too? Sure. Uh, because I flunked out of community college. Uh, <laughs> that was, no. Um, honestly, it was, it was sort of like it wasn't even my goal to necessarily do this as a career. But um, what, what was, 
Sorry, this may take a second. Um, as a as a guy, I worked a lot of retail jobs, and I was never once turned down for a promotion. And then I transitioned, and I never received a promotion. Wow. And it was so, yeah, yeah, right. No, it was something like eight and zero as a guy, zero and seven as a woman. You know, it was like like I don't know like the 81 jets or whatever, you know what I mean? There's something, whatever. It was just, so it just, it became one of those things like, like it, you know, you keep getting doors slammed in your face and I thought, well, <laughs> at least I can have fun and talk about it right, a little bit, exactly. you know? And there's really nothing like telling that joke for the first time, hearing it work and that rush you get. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost a drug, yeah. you know? So, uh, Vanessa? Yeah. Well, I just want to say there's something you get, when you get really honest on stage and you've had, say, say you came from trauma or horrible, you know, horrible, I didn't have the, the greatest life in the world. And you're able to transform. I'll never forget talking about my hippie parents the first time I did a joke. And my best friend was in the audience. And I said, my dad did so much acid, LSD, psilocybin, blue blotter, purple haze, that we used to go on family trips together without ever leaving home. <laughs> I don't have childhood memories. I have flashbacks. And my friend Grace was like, like horrified. And she's, she knew all that pain. And my mom used to wear her bra over her dress, but drugs didn't affect her. So I was able to take all these tears and I was able to transform it. And it took my, it, it, it like, it literally was a catharsis to make it funny, to make it artistic without making it like therapeutic. So it became almost challenging. And then I bega became able to separate the pain. And then the most beautiful thing was when I had, struggled for years as a heavy drinker when I was able to talk about alcohol and alcoholism and someone would come up to me after the show and say, um, I've got my, I think my, my son has a problem. Can he call you or was that true? And you realize that you, uh, you took something and you made it so honest and you, you might, I might've helped somebody. So you just take, Pain gets transformed, and it's just energy. Our hurt gets turned into love somehow, and that's the transformation, and that always is empowering, and that's truly what makes comics beautiful or special, so that the pain that my parents caused me, they became, they made me who I am, even though, um, you know, I've been through a lot of therapy and a lot of alcohol, you know, but it was, they, my dad once told me, he said, if you can't, uh, true depression and sadness is when you lose the ability to laugh at yourself. So yeah. that's the one thing, that's yeah. the one transforming yeah. thing about comedy when you've been traumatized. So Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and we do have to wrap this up, so I'll, I'll, let, I'll end with it. it. Everything they're saying, like I, we, 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 like I said, this is the, you, you have been here at the, the first one that we've ever done, the launch of it, because it's, especially in this day and age, with what, everything that is happening, I, it's important that young people understand that the shit is happening now and, and uh, all the horrible things, we've already gone through it. We have to bound to bind together, bind together, is that the right word? Bind together and, and, and fight what, what's coming because as women, we're not, I remember when they burned their fucking bras, do you know, and now we're doing this shit again and I don't really look they good enough. They uh, were cheaper then. They were cheaper then. <laughs> And also, I don't look good in the handman's tail, the handmaid's tail bonnet. I really, does. it's not a good look not for me. Look, red, red is not a good look for me. Um, um, and for me, the, re the reason I still do it is I left there. Well, I've, I've been doing stand-up for almost 40 years. And um, I le I, my, I, I, about five years ago, I left it um, because I just, I, I saw what was, what was coming. 
I, I ended up working on the other side of the business. And, um, and uh, I was working so hard and I realized if I'm gonna work this hard for other comics, I should just fucking do this for myself. But it's like that old line and I think it's in The Godfather, I keep going away but they keep pulling me back. You will hear comics say that because we would rather work in, in like a, a club, like it, when, the, when the show started tonight, and this is, this is I, and I wanna say this about these, these ladies, they're all pros because whether it, when you're a young comic and you see, because at the beginning of the show there was only about eight of you, right? But we came out and did the show as if there was a hundred of you or a thousand of you, because that's what professional people do. Okay, because you get, you know, and then all of a sudden all these other people must have heard how wonderful the show was, so they came in. But, but you know, yes, there are horrible things about it, and I just, I, I, I think it's important that people are aware of what, what is behind the curtain with all of these women. But we're all gonna still do this shit. Do you know what I mean? We are here doing it forever. So please, we um, go to funnywomenofacertainage.com, follow all these women, Vanessa Hollingshead, Leanne Lord, Carrie Louise, Jamie McBride on social media. I'm Carol Montgomery. Please support comedy in general, but the older fucking bitches. Could you do that for me? <laughs> Thank you for coming to this. Thank you so much. Good night. <laughs>